In life's journey, we must seek to reflect, learn, and grow. Welcome to the Road to Rediscovery with your host, Aubrey Johnson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Road to Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on past life lessons to learn and grow and to help others who are struggling through dark times. My special guest is an internationally recognized award-winning director. He has a passion for bringing meaningful messages to his work to the screen for all of us to see. His most recent project, a movie called The Cuban, it was filmed over a year ago and now released on video on demand, is a music-filled rediscovering journey of compassion and inspiration. As with all industries, the film industry has been impacted by the recent pandemic and COVID-19, but he perseveres in his work applying innovation and creativity. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Mr. Sergio Navaretta to the show. Sergio, how you doing, man? Great, man. Thanks, Aubrey, for having me on. This is uh, so, uh, so exciting. And uh, I'm eager to learn more about what we're going to talk about and uh, where, where the conversation is going to go. Oh, man. Well, you know, uh, I think both of us are going to navigate this, uh, this conversation boat, so to speak. I am so looking forward to just hearing about your background, your journey, share with the listeners some uh, insights and lessons that you've learned from your journey. So let's go ahead and kick off by just sharing with the listeners where you are originally from. And uh, can you also share, excuse me, can you also share the early days that inspired you to go into this field? Mm. Wow, that's a good question. I think um, one of the biggest lessons for me during this whole pandemic is how much I'm learning about myself, uh, mm -hmm. to be honest, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's one of those things that every interview you learn just a little bit more. And uh, I try not to plan for these things so that I can be as authentic as possible. And, um, you know, I think, you know, I call it 2020 vision. I think this whole this whole year has been about uh, a reckoning, uh, a forced uh, re-examination of our lives, our yes. values. Um, every second conversation I have is with someone who tells me I've, you know, built up businesses, sold businesses. I have all the money that I could ever ask for and all the, you know, materialistic things that I thought would make me happy. And yet I'm searching. So for mm -hmm. me, um, this year has been all about that. Uh, mm -hmm. But I realized more and more it's come full circle because our initial mandate was to make socially conscious uh, film and television projects. And right. at first, uh, you know, people would just kind of roll their eyes and say, that sounds very niche, you know, and then um, mm -hmm. companies like Participant uh, emerged uh, that started making really meaningful content. And now it seems to be the norm where every company is saying, you know, diversity matters, Black Lives Matter, let's make projects that are socially relevant. Um, so I really got into this because, uh, you know, I started on stage, you know, at the age of five and I learned very early on that as um, shy as I was and uh, introverted uh, music or entertainment in general was, was sort of my outlet. And I noticed I can get a reaction out of people, particularly my mom uh, right. at the time and, and my dad. And uh, I thought, man, this is magic. I can really move people emotionally so quickly. And yeah. um, 
as I got older, I thought, you know, why just stop at music? I mean, film is such a powerful medium. Uh, mm -hmm. I really wanted to explore that, but I, I just didn't know how, because where I grew up, it wasn't like, you know, my neighbor was the son of a prop master or uh, some a cinematographer or director. I just didn't know anybody. And I didn't have a trajectory, like a clear trajectory of how I would ever get there. Yeah. Well, that makes sense, you know, and in fact, that, that kind of trickles over to the, the, the next step that I would love if you could share with the listeners is uh, that's a tough nut to crack and to get into that industry. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, people rely on just the geographic location where yes. it thrives more in one place versus another, um, you know, or to your point, you know, you have a neighbor whose uh, father is in the industry that, yes. you know, you can, you can kind of, kind of pal with and learn from, but, but you didn't have any of that. So if you can share with the listeners, what were some of the challenges that you had um, in those early stages? To, uh, to try to break into, or when trying to break into the, uh, the filming industry? Well, I, I grew up um, in an immigrant family. My parents had moved to Canada in the 70s mm -hmm. um, and they had a really strong work ethic. So, you know, their concern of course was always, how are you gonna support yourself in the arts? Right. You know, right. uh, So it was a real struggle, uh, especially particularly in high school mm -hmm. because I wanted to go to an art school um, where, you know, you basically had to audition to get in and all that kind of, it was like fame. I don't know if you remember the show. I do, I do. Right, the movie. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it was sort of like that. And my dad just kept saying, no, you gotta get, get yourself an education, uh, you know, go to law school, get a job and you can always do this art thing as a, as a hobby or a passion. Um, mm. But I wasn't wired that way. I, for some reason, I learned early on that your passion should be your job, should be your life. And uh, you shouldn't compartmentalize or separate those things. So it wasn't until the late 90s uh, when I had this strong burning desire to, um, to get in the film business. And at the same time, I was playing with this idea of thoughts or things and manifesting one's dreams through meditation and, and all that. Nice. Uh, it wasn't very popular at the time, but... Uh, I had just put it in my head that I'm going to meet James Cameron. It was at the height of Titanic. And yeah. friends were like, you're crazy, man. So uh, one day he was doing a premiere in Niagara Falls. And I got in the car with a buddy. We drove out there and there was mobs of fans. And there was no way I could get to the guy. And I, I just kind of, kind of yeah. felt dejected. I said, forget it. Let's just go. And then yeah. uh, as we were walking to the car, I said, let's just walk. Let's just go over here behind the hotel. And there he, boom, he just like walked out and we had this like freak encounter. And, no way. Uh, yeah, man. He said to me, we took this <laughs> picture that I still have in my office. And he said, mm -hmm. if you want to make movies, pick up a camera and, and be a director. Like nobody can stop you. So wow. that really taught me about empowerment and just not making excuses. I yes. still try to do it. I still try to say, ah, the industry is messed yeah. up and you know, it's everyone <laughs> else's fault. It's right, easy right. to do that, but uh, ultimately, we're in control of our destiny. And that's the tough thing to swallow. The big pill to swallow is that mm -hmm. how much uh, we are in control of all of this and how much we're a partner in whatever the universe, destiny, God, whatever you, whatever you call it. Um, it's just, I feel like we're, yeah, we're just a cog in a wheel and. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, we, we, we totally are, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm in line with you a hundred percent. You know, that is tremendous 
just by happenstance, you know, well, let's just go back behind this hotel real quick. And, and sure enough, there he is. And, uh, and, and I can, I can understand the feeling of dejection after, you know, after you get there and see the mob. So, I mean, again, what are the chances? I mean, I, I truly believe there was some serendipitous behind that maybe, uh, as well as um, just, just some things that as the world and universe unfolds itself, that uh, was meant to be for Sergio, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so it sounds like he kind of planted that seed with regards to empowering you uh, on the journey to 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 you know to, to going into film. Um, but throughout your career, as you started to make that uh, make that entry and rise into the industry, mm -hmm. um, who was there? Someone who played a like a mentor role or someone who helped guide you or navigate you through, through, uh, through challenges and so forth? Uh, I think that that figure has evolved and changed over the years. Okay. I mean, the, con the constant is really, I think my mother and my partner, Alessandra, who's a writer and an artist. Uh, yes. But the truth is, you know, we're, we sort of like, we both go through our, our challenges, right? As artists yeah. go through this up and down and sometimes yeah. your ups and downs are aligned. So it's like, who do you turn to? Um, so that figure has changed, uh, mm -hmm. but I've learned that over the years, people come in and out of your life and you don't really know why at the, at the time. Uh, you mm -hmm. only know 10, 20 years later, oh, that's why that person, you know, did that to me and, yeah. and yeah. that led me to this yeah. next project. And yeah. And then I met that person because of it. And mm -hmm, so I mm -hmm. met this uh, first AD who had worked on like a hundred or two of Hollywood movies um, in Toronto. So he had met every like famous director, worked on all these big projects. So we used to sit around at a coffee shop and he used to tell me all the stories. Mm -hmm. So he really like brought it home for me that, hey, human beings make movies. It's not like this magical mecca in the sky or whatever, this Hollywood place that's so elusive. No, there's people behind it, craftspeople and artists. And uh, mm -hmm. it's ironic because he said with my first movie, he said, yeah, it's, don't worry. You know, you could do it. 14 days, period piece, rebuilding of sets and everything for like no money. You could do it. And I believed him. And then like, I think three weeks before shooting, he's like, that's crazy. We can't do this. I can't do it. So he literally <laughs> like bailed on me. Yeah. And it was like literally jumping out of an, an airplane with no parachute. And uh and I think back and I said, man, if I didn't jump, I would never be making movies today. Like I just wouldn't. That's right. That's right. No, that's a leap of faith for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally a leap of faith. It's not so reasonable. Any, none of this is reasonable. Because <laughs> right. It's like, if you think about it rationally, there's nothing like even today, I, I mean, I could never work again. That's a reality. Right. But yeah, yeah. can't sit around thinking about those things. I got to believe that the next project or the next thing is going to come around and uh right man. yeah yeah i mean and and when it comes to pursuing your dreams and you know you have a passion for something that you want to do uh, there's a lot of cases where it you know doing something unreasonable or doing something that may be counterintuitive um, it, to move in the direction of achieving that dream uh, is the right thing to do you know uh, it doesn't yeah. always have to make sense. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, I think Will Smith said it. The things you're most afraid of are the things that are going to bear the the most fruit. I mean, I'm paraphrasing yes. obviously, but mm -hmm. it's the things that make you the most. Because we're all driven by fear in a way. Like we're right. sort of like 
That's right. I had to make a decision today. And I knew that, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, am I feeling fear and, and insecurity around this, mm -hmm. which is built mm -hmm. into our DNA? It's a survival thing. Right. Or, um, or should I just say, yeah, let's do this. And it'll take me to the next, to mm -hmm. the next adventure. Right. So it's, uh, yeah. as you get older, you get better at tuning out the fear. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, um, yeah. You have that harder exterior, you know, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little more resilience uh, with you as you get older. So uh, for sure. I, yeah, I could, I, I agree completely, man. So uh, here's a strange question. And just for the benefit of the listeners, if you can, uh, if you can um, help us out with this. So, um, you know, throughout movies, uh, those who are really big movie buffs, you know, the, you, you hear the term or the distinction of uh, internationally acclaimed film or mm -hmm. international actor, mm -hmm. international movie star, mm -hmm. international musician, international film. Um, what can you tell us what makes it deemed as international by definition? Well, I think, uh, I mean, by definition, film especially is an international medium. Mm -hmm. And what drew me to it was the first time I went to, to Cannes years ago, mm -hmm. I realized that I can meet an Iranian director, an Indian director, mm -hmm. or an American director, and we all speak the same language. Yes. Uh, even if, I mean, we could speak, I could speak English and he could be speaking Hindi or, you know, but the, the fundamental basis of it is, uh, is universal. And that, that's what I loved about it. But mm -hmm. to answer your question, I think uh, once we, expand beyond our borders mm -hmm. and we start to to travel to international festivals and start winning awards outside of your own borders mm -hmm. that's when it becomes a bigger thing and it gives you more perspective because yes. sometimes we all get insular i do it too you know you start to think smaller and smaller and you think what yeah. what's in my hometown what what, yeah. what can we shoot who's around yeah, yeah. whereas yeah. there's a whole world out there man there's like there's many, many, many countries that have vibrant industries that we could plug into. And what's wrong with being a huge star in China or a huge success in China or, I don't know, South Africa? You know, like we sort of like get hung up on Hollywood as the be all end all, but there's a whole yeah. world out there. No, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, I love, love the just multicultural um, collaborations and and the the interactivity you know when it comes to uh, for any effort right whether it's a right. film or a development project for some software or what have you you know you're involving people from different parts of the world and you're speaking the same language um, not not country native language per se but the language of in this case art right yeah so yeah yeah so that's uh no that's huge so Sergio, I, I understand that you've been a strong advocate for raising awareness of racism, injustice, and domestic violence. Mm -hmm. um, now, we know that these are critically, critically important issues that we can't afford to ignore. Mm -hmm. um, is this part of the foundation that drives you to produce and direct films uh, of substance and, and meaningful films? Absolutely. I think it's our responsibility. And I think it's a shame when you take something. So it's like having magic in your hands and misusing it. We have a, a magical medium and it's a privilege to work in it 
every day. Um, why not make a difference? And especially now, I mean, it's interesting, you know, I feel I'm not perfect and no human is, but I feel like I've been on the right side of this conversation. And now all of a sudden there's a reckoning happening and black lives matter and protests all over the U S and yeah. enough is enough. Um, so now after that, I'm being asked, well, you have an iconic, uh, you know, black American actor in your movie and you have Afghan actors and, you know, it's about a Cuban musician. What's up with that? And, you know, yeah. a lot of Americans find that interesting. Um, to be honest, I came by it innocently because that's kind of how I grew up, you know, and, right. Uh, right. and I had that in common with Mr. Gossett. He grew up in Brooklyn. Um, yeah. So he really felt growing up, he was exposed to a real melting pot of yes. cultures. Um, and so he started a foundation called Eracism. And the whole basis of it is that uh, we need to see beyond you know, racial barriers are, you know, cultural differences and come together as yes. one race for the betterment of humanity. And, and that was music to my ears. It was very beautifully articulated. And, yeah. um, and I believe in it 100%. And right. I just, I don't put, I just don't put up with uh, nonsense um, yeah. anymore, especially the older I get. It's just like, a lot of corporations now are saying, yeah, Black Lives Matter. Well, where? Show me how you've implemented that, that yeah. into your organization, walk the talk. It's not, That's right. this is not a marketing plan. This is like, this is our life, you know, this That's is right. like, it's, uh, but I'm, I'm excited that in America, they have been mature enough to face what is real. And hopefully this movement uh, brings us beyond it. So we don't have to have the conversation anymore. We're like in 2020, man, and still, you know, still. Still, nothing's changed still. since the 60s in some ways um and we're not i mean canadians aren't immune to it i know we pretend that uh we're we're past that you know but uh you know yeah uh our history's been whitewashed and um yeah i mean anyway without going too deep yeah. into it we have some growing and 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 learning to do here as well uh with our first nations people and i mean there's just yeah and you know i have a i have a son who's who's little and uh his best friend's Jamaican, his other friend's Indian, and that's how I grew up. And personally, I don't want him to start getting obsessed with what makes them different. I want him to keep focusing on what makes them similar and right. what he loves about his friends, which is that right. common universal love that they share. And uh, mm -hmm. I think, yeah, it's going to start. I mean, you know, people roll their eyes when actors speak out politically and whatever, but maybe the art community is the, at the forefront of this conversation. It always has been throughout history. Um, yep. it's just like everyone else has to catch up now. So, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And, uh, <laughs> um, I, I just, as, as you said that Sergio, I was thinking back to, um, I don't know, the past year or so when, uh, you see like the Emmys on television, I'm, I'm talking yeah. pre COVID when you see the Emmys on, tel on television or even the Oscars, <clears throat> excuse me, as someone is making an acceptance speech part of what they say in their acceptance speech is has a lot to do with you know the current state of the world you know and 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 fighting for what's right you know uh it, it could be anything i mean you know social injustice black lives matter save the rainforests you know whatever yeah. I've, I've heard that <laughs> from the artistic or the art community for some time now so mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me you're right um the world is catching up or they're gonna have to catch up no choice that's nope. right no choice no choice at all man 
And on right. the other side, I have to say, yeah. I mean, uh, my last <laughs> film, The Cuban, premiered at um, Pan African Film Festival in Los Angeles. Yes. I got nothing but love from that community, from the <laughs> you know the organizers. Out of 225 films, it won the Audience Award. I was both shocked and honored. Uh, then yes. we we opened the Montreal Black Film Festival um, yes. in Canada, <laughs> and uh, now I'm. I'm, I just accept it. I'm going to be part of a, another initiative to help Black youth uh, to inspire and, and uh, you know, kind of mentor them to make films and tell their stories. So it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's the work that needs to be done. And it's mm -hmm. all, or, it's not just like, you know, the Black community <laughs> or, I mean, this is a collective thing and we have to all work together to achieve that goal. We certainly do, man. And, you know, we all must do a part and play a part in it for sure. Um, and thank you for mentioning that, man. And by the way, congratulations. I wanted to talk about thank the Cuban. You. Thank next. you. Um, now, just my disclaimer for now. <clears throat> I've seen the trailer. I haven't seen the film yet, but it is on my list to watch for this weekend. <laughs> my hey. weekend movie list. Um, but from what I picked up in watching the trailer beautifully written okay powerful performances i mean there's a lot of compassion behind this there's a it's very spirited very cultural uh, mm -hmm. very artistic you know um and, and so uh just out the gate it sounds like it got some serious accolades as you shared um you know with the uh, with the was it the pan-african yeah uh, yeah and uh and the the black uh, mantra Montreal yeah. Film Festival, yeah. Yes. The audiences, I mean, Pan Africa was uh, right before COVID started. It was back in mm -hmm. February, mm -hmm. and uh, I just remember sitting in the audience, just getting emotionally overwhelmed by mm -hmm. people's reaction. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, very vocal audience. Um, yeah. Yeah. You knew where they where they stood at any moment, when they were happy, sad, you know, and then at mm -hmm. the end, it was just. <laughs> just overwhelming love and support and mr gossett was there who's of course a legend uh, in america it sure is uh, yeah yeah uh, um, so yeah it was just it was it was a real special moment in my life and i'll never forget it sergio that's awesome man um no that's beautiful and uh i can't wait to watch this i've always been a big uh lou gossett fan louis gossett jr um ever since back in the the roots days fiddler <laughs> yeah man. You know, so yeah, yeah so so uh so yeah big big luke Gossett fan um uh lauren holly and a few other people are in there as well uh it, it looks like in this film and, and i don't want to give it away but it looks like in this film there's there's gonna it's gonna spark some conversations when it comes to like things like uh elder care and yes and, and that sort of thing. Um, uh, was, was that one of the objectives or, or the drivers of, uh, yeah. of trying to spark? Okay. okay. Yeah, I think um, admittedly my own collective guilt and my teams around our relationship with our elders in society. Yes. Like all our cultures somewhere in the, in the near past had the elders at the core, the backbone of the, of the community, of the village, of the town, of the city. Yes. And we would go to our elders for support, for wisdom, mm -hmm. for encouragement, and, and for, uh, you know, for their, their blessing. And right. um, the way that the world has evolved so quickly, now we're all, you know, everyone's working and nobody has time.
to care for the elders. So there's been a real separation. Right. And, and now they're looking at modern versions of that, of like elder care, where they're more integrated into society. So they're creating like villages where, you know, there's going to be, um, uh, you know, like kindergarten classes, like little kids, you know, nurseries uh, paired yeah. up with these nursing homes so they, they can experience each other. And there's more of, a, of an integration, which I think we're all longing for because yeah, um, they just have so much to offer. And uh, on a personal note, when my father passed away suddenly at 71, mm-hmm. he had so much more to tell and mm-hmm. all those stories died with him. So I re- really, uh, that was the driving force for me to tell this story is to really embrace people in your life now today especially our elders because one day their stories will be gone and all that yes. wisdom is gone so yes. yes that was the one of the core drivers for me yeah makes a lot of sense and, and and it's a glaring reminder to to all of us so i thank you for sharing that message for sure thank you sergio so thank what's you. next for sergio it's a good question i uh I'm working on a few things, uh, but uh, I'll have a better sense in the new year. But, you know, I'm expanding beyond feature film as, as a means of communicating. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. Um, okay. <laughs> but uh, I want to continue working in, in entertainment where, where my heart is. And uh, I'm actively developing projects and, um, you know, people are approaching me with projects as well. So I'm open. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if... Uh, at this point, if they don't align with my vision and with my mission in life, uh, I just, you know, life's too short. I can't, I can't serve too many masters. I just have to be true to who I am and, and stay in my lane. 100%. Yeah. Life's too short. You, you know, you can't, you can't pull yourself in multiple directions and serving multiple masters, as you said. So, uh, yeah. Uh, words, words to the wise, (laughs) words to the wise. (laughs) Sergio, this has been a great conversation. You've shared some big time insights that I know will resonate with our listeners. Um, everything you. from your viewpoints on uh, social injustice, um, things that you have been practicing and a huge advocate of before all of this came like almost to a, to a pinnacle this year, um, right? With the pandemic and social injustice and all of these uh, um, unfortunate uh, uh, deaths from police brutality and that sort of thing so i mean tragic yeah very tragic here we are we're here on this little planet hurling through space in 2020 and we can't get it together i mean we're all we have and uh if we're going to survive it's it's the only way moving forward we have to let go of you know all those chains and the the uh the wounds of the past and all those kind of things and and just look forward that's right. And let's not divide, but let's come together, right? And that's what I think what Black Lives Matter was able to show the world is how how we everyone came together. I mean, yes. yeah, I don't think there was a, a demographic or any specific group of people in those streets. I think it was everybody, yeah. all walks of life, all ages, saying yeah. enough is enough. We've had it. We need yeah. change now. Yeah. No, totally. It's a humanity thing, you know? It really is. And it's a uh, great conversation, man. Like, you know, Absolutely. Like Martin Luther King was fighting for this and died for it in the 60s. So it's shameful yeah. that, you know, that we're still witnessing it every day yeah. in North America. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's time It's yeah. time to move on, man. <laughs> yeah. Time for a major change, for sure. Yes, sir. 
Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Sergio, I've I've saw that you know I can catch uh, the Cuban on Prime Video. Um, what other outlets can 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 it be watched by our listeners? Um, iTunes, uh, okay. all the video on demand platforms in America. Gotcha. And okay, cool. uh, the soundtrack is also available on uh, Spotify and iTunes uh, yeah. by the, of course, the incredible composer Hilario Duran, mm. who's uh, originally Cuban. And you'll hear mm. some amazing Afro-Cuban jazz if, uh, if you're all into that. Um, I'm a fan of jazz, all types of jazz. So yeah, thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. <laughs> really beautiful, man. It's uplifting, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. If you're having a bad day, put on the soundtrack, man. It'll pick you up. Nice. I'm digging it, man. I'm digging it. We're going to make sure and have direct links to Sergio's IMDb, as well as uh, the different names of the streaming outlets, uh, all the streaming outlets for uh, the, where you can catch the, uh, the movie. Thank um, you. No, absolutely. As well as, uh, as well as iTunes, where you can get the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. So, man, this is awesome. Sergio, I've had a blast. I am ready to jump into a segment uh, I like to call Three for the Road. That's where I challenge my guests with uh, random yet thought-provoking questions uh, and challenging them to answer in five words or less. So what do you think? You think you might be up for it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, right. I haven't right. had any Cuban rum yet today, so. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Might have All right. <laughs> Very nice. Okay. So for three for the road, here's question number one. And by the way, my questions are um, customized for my guests. I don't ask the same question to multiple guests. All right. Okay. Wonderful. All right. Question number one. For those long filming projects that you've had, being away from home and working endless hours, name a go-to food or drink that helps you push through? Oh. Anything Italian slash comfort food. <laughs> awesome. primarily, primi primarily carbs. Carbs, uh, there you go. Pasta. So I, when, I see, when I see my onset pictures, I'm like, please don't post that. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm, always I'm always bloated, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it pushes you through, right? All right, cool. Number two, name a filming location you've never been to that you would love to go and shoot. Hmm. Wow. India. India. I'm digging it. Wonderful. Awesome. Great you job. You said five words or less, right? Yep, yep, yep. And and that's that's five words. That's less. And that's perfect. Thank you, man. Number three, to top us off for three for the road. Fill in the blank. I want my films to make people feel. Feel. That says a lot, man. One word that says so much. I'm digging it. I won't yeah. say feel good because that's not always the case. Sometimes I want people to feel bad. Right. Yeah. So they can reflect yeah. on something. So well, yeah, especially if what you're delivering is is delivered or made to evoke a non-happy feeling, right? Or a non-good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I 
uh, it's all rolled up into the beauty of art, I feel. Mm -hmm. Man, great stuff. Great stuff. All right, Sergio, man, you did it. Three for the road. <laughs> <laughs> What's my prize? Do I get to spin the wheel? <laughs> I know, right? Spin the wheel. See how, how many more questions or maybe some money. <laughs> hey, man, look, it's been so great to have you on the show, man. And, and I'd love for us to connect sometime in the future. Once you get these next projects and plans off the ground, say, you know, after the coming year, you know, and you, and you have some traction on it, let's connect and let's update the listeners on uh, what's going on in Sergio's life around that time. I would love to, man. It'd be an honor. Thank you. Oh, Thanks so absolutely. much. No, likewise. We thank you, man. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to The Road to Rediscovery. If you want to have a heads up notification of upcoming guests before the episodes are released, you can easily do so by joining our Road to Rediscovery emailing list simply by visiting roadtorediscovery.com. That's road, the number two, number two, rediscovery.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the Road to Rediscovery, it's part of a movement, a revolution. And guess what? You're now part of it. Together, we're roadies. It sure feels good having you on the journey with me. Thanks again for listening. We'll chat again soon.